On today's show, more free agent Cavs options. That includes Max Struess, Dante DiVincenzo, and Harrison Barnes. Let's dive in. You are Locked On Cavs, your daily Cleveland Cavaliers podcast. All right, the music you heard on the way in is from our friends at Astro Radio. Check them out on Apple Music or Spotify. I'm Chris Manning. That's Evan Damerel. Thanks again to Jake Stevens, as always, for his work on production. Evan, let's start with Max Struess. We're going to dive into free agency options today. And Struess, to me, would just be such an obvious fit for the mid-level exception, or at least part of it. So mm-hmm. my question to you is this. Uh, would you use the full MLE on Max Struess? In a, so, in a vacuum, obviously. In, in a vacuum, I'm going to say this with a little bit of weight on the back of my mind. Zach Lowe did say that there's a lot of buzz right now for Max Truce in the free agency market. So the Cavs, if they're able to secure him or land him, rather, um, may have no other choice but to use the full MLE on Max Truce. And as you said, like, from a pure positional need, which is shooting on the perimeter, Max Truce gives you precisely that if you're Cleveland. And. I know he looks pretty solid in Miami's defensive scheme, especially in the postseason. Um, the the Nuggets series notwithstanding, um, and that's what some of the questions about the offense comes into play. But like me personally, if like the market wasn't hyper competitive for him, I I would not. I would use a lot of the mid level exception because what he provides is a premium commodity in basketball. But I've said several times in the show, I have my reservations about like throwing serious money at any player coming out of the Miami Heat system because are they going to look the same without Eric Spolstra, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, and the hashtag eat all capital letters culture? I I think I would just because I think the I think the market for him is just going to be the full MLE if you can get him. I, I, I just don't know if he is going to be a guy you can get unless you just go this full ride. I, I think his skill set as a shooter, as a guy who's going to get up threes, as a guy who, look, I think you can pick on him defensively a little bit. I think he's not going to like to be your lockdown defensive guy in the perimeter. I think you can survive, and I think he's at least competent enough, right? Like, I, I think that mm-hmm. is all... You can work with it. I think that where, we're, where I'm at with this is just thinking about this from a market standpoint. I just think we're not going to get around some of these names. We talked about this with Kyle Kuzma. The market, I think, is going to dictate what the Cavs and the Cavs can and cannot, what the Cavs can and cannot afford. Struess, I think, maybe one of these cap space teams throws fifty million dollars at him, and look, he's twenty-seven. He's not made a ton of NBA money before this. I would, I, I would, if I would do multi-year deal, full MLE. You go from that, and and we call it a day. I think it w- I think it would be worth it for Cleveland to do it if they get him on the full MLE. So to your point, um, the defensive issues are certainly mitigated when you look at just from the lens of like, hey, you have Jared Allen and Evan Mobley protecting everything, whether it's in space if it's Mobley or on the back line if it's both Mobley and Allen. Um, maybe Allen sometimes too because he does at least try to defend in space. It, 
I don't know how effective he was, but um, just off the top of my head. But um, again, like you, you need spacing of some kind. You need just that little, not even a little, like a, a pretty decent shooting bump, just especially because you, you saw it in the postseason. Um, if Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland aren't feeling it, it's really hard for the rest of the offense to get it going if nobody else is really able to produce from the perimeter. Uh, like whether teams dial up the defensive pressure on one of those two or both of those guys, you need a third guy to kind of be that fifth option or the safety valve to kind of just open things back up offensively so that it keeps defenses honest so they're not either packing the paint or just flustering the heck out of Garland and Mitchell because those are your primary ball handlers because you're not asking um, Allen or Mobley to handle the ball for you on offense, uh, maybe Mobley to an extent, but not right now. But um. It'll be interesting to see how this develops, but I just keep circling back to the thought of, I agree with your sentiment of full disclosure. Like, yeah, if you had to sign the full MLE, use the full MLE to sign him, and that's how you acquire him, I understand it. Because the market is probably going to be very competitive for him. Um, One, because especially if it's an Eastern Conference team, you can take a notch out of Miami's belt and make them a little less lethal. And two, you can also have to just compete with everybody else who's trying to sign him and that that's the thing is like i i don't know like if there are other options that are clearly out there for the Cavs, and they're like okay we're just gonna throw everything at max truce and just look past it like i'll i, I would be like are, are you sure about that are you sure maybe like you, you don't look at like harrison barnes if he signs for 10 million a year and you use that last 2 million to actually get like a sizable upgrade uh, again on the wing or like maybe more of like a substantial backup point guard like i don't know I don't think you're going to get anything that's like really needle moving at $2 million. Um, and we'll talk about Harrison Barnes next. The other name I want to hit on in this first segment is Dante DiVincenzo. He would be someone that I, you're not getting unless you have access to part of your MLE and split it or use the MLE. I wouldn't go the full MLE with him, but I'm a DiVincenzo fan. If you end up splitting the MLE, he's absolutely someone I'd be looking at. Um, up near 40% on threes last year. 36.8% in limited minutes the year before. Limited games the year before with Sacramento can defend up, scales up, good playmaker, had a really good year two-way with Golden State last year. He opted out, um, according to ESPN, of the last declined his player option, so he's a free agent. He's on my list, too. I don't know if he would necessarily be on Cavs list. I think like a, a, sh- a bigger shooting combo guard is not like the highest thing on Cleveland's list. You know, like I, I think you'd much rather get the wing, get a 3-4 type, but he, mm-hmm. he would be in my big board. I'm a, I'm a fan, and he again, to your point, you know, if you blow the MLE on one guy, that's kind of your free agency move. Could they split it in certain ways? Could they do something to kind of break it up? That that would be, mm-hmm. to me, if you could find a way to get Divin, like two guys, certainly could be worth it. But DiVincenzo would, I think, only be obtainable in that situation. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the market pans out for Dante DiVincenzo. I, I know it's been reported that the Knicks remain an option just because he may want to play with Jalen Brunson and Josh Hart, his two teammates at Villanova he won a national title with in New York, and that makes sense. Um, as you had mentioned, he's a bigger combo guard. He provides you that three-point shooting, that defense. Uh, Golden State clearly didn't plan on retaining him because they drafted Brandon Podazimski, who has a pretty similar skill set to DiVincenzo, maybe not as high of an impact right away just because it's a rookie. Do you, uh, have, you, have you seen that guy's cornrows that he had? No, 
I have not. Pretty funny. I just I, I remember funny. when I heard Grady Dick's voice, and I'm still processing that because I'm like, that's not what I expected him to sound like. He sounds too much like Young Gravy and not like a hick. But um, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Um, so it, it could again like the wing spot and guys that just kind of play on the perimeter. It's a premium commodity in basketball, and I agree with you. Like if the Cavs could get Divincenzo for. Like eight, I don't know. Let's just let's underestimate this. Let's lowball it. Let's say like eight, nine million a year, and that carves out a little bit of space still in your non-taxpayer mid-level exception to go. Maybe target a guy like again. Let's just lowball again. Josh Richardson. Like if you get those two. Like hey, good job, Cavs. Like you got two guys that clearly make sense on this roster, and then you flesh out the rest of your depth chart and rotation with vetmen guys or. um if they utilize like Jetty Osmond's contract, which, uh, oh boy, with this episode posts, um, <laughs> Jetty Osmond's contract may be guaranteed, so this is a moot point, but, um, they also do have like a three point ish million dollar exception or trade exception from sending it with Chai to Utah. Like, they could get a little creative with that too, or they could just kind of use their Emily on one guy and fill out the margins with, uh, vet men signings after that. All right, after this, let's talk about Harrison Barnes, who could be on his way out of Sacramento. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. First time users get a $100 bonus from Price Picks. All I got to do to play is pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Price Picks projections, you win. You go up to 10 times your money on any entry. To play, pick two to five players, and they score more or less than their price projections. Again, it's that simple. There's no competing against other people. It is just you versus the projections available. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It is that easy. You can do this with sports including soccer, WNBA, MLB, and the NBA when it's in season. They offer safe and fast withdrawals. It is currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. Download the PricePix app or go to PricePix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users, again, can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. So again, if you deposit $100, price picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, price picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter that promo code locked on and sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. All right, Everydayers, I'll be back tomorrow. Howard Beck coming back through to talk about the Cavs offseason. I'm going to ask him about Miles Bridges. I'm going to ask him about Jared Allen. A whole bunch of topics out in the news to talk Howard Beck. Evan Harrison Barnes. Mm-hmm. The, the greatest defensive player in Cavs history. Proceed. Is someone that absolutely could be getting squeezed in Sacramento. And this is where I wonder if his market considering his age, considering what he is and what he isn't. I wonder if ultimately his market gets pushed on to more of the MLE range and thus he mm-hmm. becomes more of a, of a Cavs target. If, the, if the, the Kings go throw money at Kuzma or Grant Williams or someone like that and mm-hmm. move on from Barnes, he is absolutely someone that feels like he could be in play. Yeah. Um, it, it is interesting to note that Jake Fisher of Yahoo Sports did say that there, uh, the, the Indiana Pacers are a quote-unquote strong contender to sign Barnes this offseason due to his relationship with Tyrese Halliburton and uh, their, his time playing for Rick Carlisle in Dallas. Like, There's a lot of common threads there at the Pacers and Barnes, but 
it becomes the question of, and we talked about this in the Kyle Kuzma episode, um, does Harrison Barnes want to get that paycheck or does he want to maybe play some more substantial winning basketball? And sure, he has plenty of experience with Golden State. Like he's seen the highs and lows of that team. I'm sure, yeah, he was a casualty for the Warriors to acquire Kevin Durant and he could be now a casualty for the Kings to get either Grant Williams, Kyle Kuzma, or even Draymond Green if the the Kings want to get real spicy with it. But um, it'll be interesting to see how this unfolds. But like you said, uh, James Ham of um, the Kings beat um, at Beehive uh, said that it was rumored that the Kings were offering Barnes a contract worth $20 million a year, but the talks have gone quiet since then. So, yeah, maybe he is looking at other options because the Kings did carve out that cap space and are maybe looking to make like more of like a a serious upgrade. Um, and, yeah, he could be in play for the Cavs if he's willing to take 12-point-ish million a year um, to play for Cleveland versus maybe chasing a check. And, again, that's, that's the volatility of the free agency market. Like, the, the Cavs are competing with all 29 other teams in this league and and varying degrees of course just just to uh, sign certain players to upgrade their position and it's going to be an arms race it's going to be a competition in that regard and it'll be interesting to see how it unfolds um but just looking at barnes as a player it makes sense yeah let's play let me play devil's advocate against him for a second so cleveland has this big need at they they have this big gaping hole at their roster at the three and extending up into the four. They, they are lacking like the real forwards that are, are some of the best teams really have in the league. Barnes is someone that is good, not great. It is, it is kind of a weird spot to be in if you are going to go get the guy who the other team is clearly trying to upgrade on. Now, another team's forgotten toy could be your favorite thing in the world. That could really work for you if, you, if it comes at the right time. He is 31. Again, good, not great. Not the, not a, sh- a shooter in the way total teams will respect. Not like an apex predator wing defender. Harrison Barnes is, to me, like a pretty quintessential. Good, not great, above average, not special player. Really good leader by all accounts. Really good guy by all accounts. I think that would be something that fits in with what the Cavs kind of say they want to build. My question would just be, is Harrison Barnes... I understand limited resources. I understand... You know, there's not exactly the cast can just they can't go do whatever they want. Is he aiming high enough to fill the need that they have? That's a valid question, Um, just because offensively, it doesn't quite give you the bump that you need for Cleveland. He ticks the box of being like a three, four type player. I think the defensive aspect of what he could provide helps. I think the veteran experience and championship pedigree, especially because he's on the court would help a lot, especially when things maybe get tight for the Cavs, just having like that guy who can maybe hit the right buttons. And by all accounts, like he's a dude who everyone in the locker room seemingly loves to have a be around. Like that's what kind of made him kind of surprising when it, the reports came out that maybe Sacramento is uh, cooling on him just because it seemed like he was kind of a, not a lock, but like it made a lot of sense for him just to stay at the Kings because he was in a good situation and he's wanted there. But again, free agency is volatile. But if it's a your full eggs in a basket move, 
I look at Max Struss as like the foil of Harrison Barnes, where like with Barnes, you're not getting like that huge shooting upside like you do with Struss. Um, but you're getting more of a defensive play there. And maybe that makes more sense for JB Baker staff and how he functions as a coach, or maybe how this team just views the team building process. But if you committed your full MLE, it would give me some trepidations just considering like what is the market look like when free agency opens on Friday at uh, 6 p.m. our time. Um, or even like, let's say like the Cavs sign Barnes and like there's a couple mm-hmm. other options available or something like that. Like, yeah, you're going to have second guesses and FOMO, especially if you look at how other players sign, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. Also, like there's a lot of ways they can navigate this too. Um, there, there could be ways they unlock things further. Like it could, I, I know sign in trades don't really happen a lot, but there could be like a sign in trade scenario too, where the Cavs maybe go a little bit above what they have financially and maybe cobble together a package that involves Sacramento and Sacramento reroutes those players or something else too. Like there's a lot of ways that this could be explored, but like if Harrison Barnes is like your target to become your new starting small forward, if you're the Cavs, like that's not a bad pick in my eyes. Would you prefer Struess or, or Barnes? Oh, that's a good question too. Um, Cause they both have their flaws. Um, Assuming you re-sign Karis LeVert, I think I'd say Barnes. Um, but just from a pure shooting standpoint and maybe me being really bullish on Evan Mobley's upside, I think I'm leaning towards stress right now. I think I would as well. Um, now, would that change if you did like Jetty Osmond and some picks for like Royce O'Neal? Maybe. Because then you get a different flavor in there. And again, like we don't, we don't know right now. Like if Harrison Barnes is even really available. Like if the Pacers come mm-hmm. in and say, you want $18 million a year and he signs, okay, you're not in the conversation at this point. It is still possible that Barnes and Struess and a lot of the guys we talk about for just the, the, the market for the MLE shapes, shakes out differently. I am really curious to see what that is going to look ultimately. And again, it's possible a team with cap space looks at Barnes and goes, yeah, here, here you go. Here's $18 million. Yeah. Uh, I think he played for, he because he was with Dallas. I believe he played for Rick Carlisle. Yeah, in Dallas. There is there as well. Yeah, um, the Rajon Rondo year. <laughs> I believe. Boy, I'm actually gonna check that now because that was such a weird time. Because that's like when Dirk yeah. was still in the twilight of his career, and the Babs were like trying to remain competitive, but like not fully competitive. I, I think it was because the Mavericks helped. Um, the Warriors get Kevin Durant because they absorbed Harrison Barnes, not absorbed, but they took on Harrison Barnes' contract at the time. But I'm going to look into this because yeah. I'm curious right. now. Evan, Evan's going to check that after we're going to do grab bag for agents up next. All right, grab bag. Let's bounce around with some guys. Uh, first call, Evan, I would make at midnight or 6 p.m. when you can start calling and seeing if guys are interested. I would call Bruce Brown and... See if he mm-hmm. wants a full MLE and uh, wouldn't be surprised if he goes back to Denver, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, kind of Bobby Porter style and gets a deal or go gets go get some money from a cap space team because that guy's good. Um, but I, I would be calling day one. Hey, Bruce, do you want the MLE? Do you want to be our starting three? I, that'd be my first call. Before I talk about Bruce Brown, which I agree with you, he's like. I was surprised we waited this long to talk about him. Like that's my number one target. I, I just Cavs, kind but. of assume he's. I just kind of assume he's not gettable. 
And like Kuzma's not I, either. I, I don't I don't think he's gettable, but I don't know if he's going back to Denver just because the Nuggets acquired a couple picks to maybe round up because they it's been reported that the Nuggets may not be able to afford him. But yes, but drunk four, I give my drunk, thoughts. Drunk, drunk Mike Malone was like, "You're not going anywhere." So you know, well, I'm going to take the, the word. Of, I would the drunk say the coach. same thing, but um, I was wrong. Uh, this is when the Mavericks drafted Dennis Smith Jr. the year prior. Uh, they this is Luca's rookie year. Uh, this is when a Cavs uh, pain in the butt and Donovan Mitchell annoyance. Jalen Brunson was a rookie. Uh, that was the only year Harrison Barnes played for the Mavericks. He, um, also, hey, uh, Luke, I got the share floor with an, uh, an Adenakumpo. It, it was Costas, but, you know, an Adenakumpo nonetheless. But, um, but to your question, though, yeah, if somehow Bruce Brown's like, you know what? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. He could resign at the Nuggets. I could see that for sure. Uh, but more than anything, like, for some god knows what reason like the market doesn't materialize and the Cavs are able to get bruce brown in house you hold on to him and don't let him go because he's what you want isaac okoro to be as a player and i think if you add him to your rotation it allows you to get a little bit more creative with like what your other options whether it is on the trade market or free agency give me a give me another name evan give give me a, a name you want to hit on here grant williams it do, would do be you a dream do you think he's attainable I, I think he's probably going to get more than the MLE, but if you could get the if you could throw him the MLE and or maybe there's a sign and trade to give them some draft capital or something, I I I I'm a Grant Williams fan. I understand, you know, he fell out of the rotation at times, but he's he scales up offensively and defensively, competitive, does a lot of winning basketball things. I'm a fan. If you could get him, I'm all in. Uh, do I think it's realistic? Probably not. No, I don't either. I think. He he resigns with Boston on a wink wink nudge nudge deal, based on just things changing or something. Or he signs with a team like we talked about. Harrison Barnes and Kyle Kuzma, like the the Kings make a lot of sense possibly as like a Grant Williams team as well. Throw a name at me. Uh, Kelly Oubre Jr. So he was brought up by the the god himself, Brian Windhorst, this week. I. If this is like a cheap wing option, I think that's fine. I would lump TJ Warren in this category as well of just kind of mm-hmm. like cheap, imperfect options if that's how the market shakes out for you. Um, Ubre, you know, has good size. Warren has had some real flashes. Like, they, these are both names that I would be like, okay, you could fill minutes, but it they neither of them is a really long-term solution. So I'm not super high on Kelly Ubre just because... I don't know what he will look like. Like, I, I know the Tsunami Poppy functioned with Phoenix. He worked with the Wizards. Um, his brief time with the Warriors is a little bumpy, but it worked to an extent. Um, 31.9% from three last year does not give me optimism either. That's the thing is, like, he's also not shy he's not gun shy. Like, he will shoot threes and he may not make a lot of them, and that could really kind of mess up the flow of things for Cleveland offensively. Um, how would you how would you feel about um, George Ning? I would like that. Uh, just from like a shooting 3-4 aspect, like I, George Ning, like if that's a guy like you split up your Emily into chunks and you sign maybe George Ning to like 3-4, maybe 5 million a year. Depend, don't know the years on it, but that's just the base number. Like, yeah, that, that makes sense to me. Like, I would be okay with that. Yeah, he would be... 
I think like a fine against Stopcamp. I think we're once you get past these first couple of names like Struess or DiVincenzo or Barnes or Kuzma, like that it becomes very placeholdery kind of names. Mm-hmm. Um, it becomes very just kind of like, are we sure? Stuff is there. Uh, two other names I want to hit you with before we we get out of here. I have, but depending on your names, I may have one or two to throw at you as well. Okay. Let's just mention Dylan Brooks again. Um, I think he's going to go for more than the mid-level. It's, it, it seems like he might be going to Houston, which, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I did uh, see the number as $12 million a year for him, and if he yeah. doesn't go to the Rockets and he goes to Cleveland, like that slides into the MLE, but you're committing the full MLE and possibly pissing off Donovan Mitchell in the same move. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think he's looking, off, looking for more than that, it seems like, is kind of the stuff I've read. So, um, would be okay with it, just don't think it's attainable and obviously would be kind of crazy things considered uh the other name i will throw out as just kind of a as a flyer just a name that i that i've liked and i, I think he'd be really cheap and cost effective is to wantanabe i just like him as a player he has a skill set i like mm-hmm. um don't know what his market's going to be we'll see what that kind of looks like you know does he stay in brooklyn does he go back you know he's a little bit older this is kind of like a, a rotation back end rotation guy, but I'm I'm a mm-hmm. fan of his and he shot it really well last year. And if that's real, that that's a guy that can play for you. I agree. Um Yudawada Nabe, again, like if you're splitting up the MLE into chunks and let's say it's like George Niang, Yudawada Nabe, like the, as your starting point, that not terrible if you're Cleveland. I think that's like at least it's, it's a trend in the right direction. Again, these aren't like permanent options for you, but they are trends in the right direction to provide you like shooting at least size at the position and i'm glad he didn't mention either my name so i'm gonna throw the first one out here um a guy who could no longer be with the Kings, surprisingly trey lyles would you be intrigued with that as an option for cleveland if like he just somehow falls within their price range yeah i I think trey lyles it would would be interesting i i think he's imperfect i think again it's another stopgap option he's a little bit older Mm -hmm. um but i i think he's all right it would be I think he would be useful. I agree. He hit 36.3% of his three-pointers last season. He's naturally a four, but plays like the three-four for the Kings. Um, gives Justin Rowan a Canadian player to root for. So it makes sense on paper. Um, he also could just go back to Sacramento as well as like a depth piece, just because like the Kings could be on the rise, depending on how like free agency goes for them. Um, but again, like, He's in that same ilk to me as like a Niang. If he like, and he's probably gonna be maybe a bit more than what Niang is, just because Niang's thirty, uh, Lyles is twenty-seven currently. There's that age gap, and I think just the differences in play style and stuff too. But like, it makes sense. Um, he be wouldn't be like a permanent option. Like, it'd be a rotation at the starting three spot for you if you're Cleveland. If you like sign any of these guys we're talking about now. But the last name I'm gonna throw out there uh, is a guy I've kind of warmed up to quite a bit. He's older-ish, um, but I don't know if he just re-signs to San Antonio, but uh, Ohio State's own Keita Bates-Diop. How do you feel about that? Flyer. I, I, he's, to me, like a step below. Um, do you do you think the third, nearly 40% on five attempts per, or sorry, uh, on two attempts per game from three-point range was real or no? It's just that's not a large value. I mean, he shot. Th- this is his three point percentages before this. Twenty five percent. 
33%. Late bloomer. That's all. <laughs> look, I'm not... Look, as a, as a 30-year-old, uh, I am not saying we can't improve, you know, in your late 20s and 30s. I, I believe you can, but it... That would be, like, fine, like, back into the roster depth kind of thing. But, like, don't you have Lamar Stevens at home? That's harsh. Lamar's good. Like, I like Lamar. He does things well. But it's, like... Kata... Okay, I guess that's a fair argument. Um, Like, Lamar... Like, this is this is a a guy who is 6'8", 229, good enough size to be a forward, has one year of shooting three as well on a really bad team where he kind of probably do whatever he wanted, even with Pop. Oh. I just, yeah, yeah. Okay, last question. Since this is the last episode, I will be on uh, before um, next week's uh, rotation. Um, how much money do you think Karis LeVert signs for if he signs this weekend? Uh, $18 million. Okay. $18 million per 18... three years. Yeah, that seems reasonable. I mean, it's interesting just because the Cavs have his bird rights, they can get creative with it. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Big free agency weekend again. Howard back coming up tomorrow. Going to be a fun show. We'll be doing some free agency stuff Monday. If anything big happens with the Cavs over the weekend, I'll hop on YouTube and do a little reaction for you only there. But thanks again to Jake Stevens for production. And back at you tomorrow every day is with... Our back. Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible T-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike.